In April 2018, we interviewed Gu Xi, a Chinese female coder and founder of TechiCat, an online community who teaches Chinese women to code. Earlier this summer, she joined Apple's Behind the Mac campaign as a Chinese female innovator in this global initiative. We can see her beautiful face in London Bridge Two, Hollywood Center Monica Boulevard, and a busy Beijing Sanitary neighborhood. Today, we'll replay this episode. Through our conversation with her, you'll hear more about her story as a typical and atypical example of the post-95 generation in China, and how she built this tech community, and meanwhile fought against the strict and rigid Chinese education system to pursue the mission that she believes in. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jingjing. Thank you for joining the latest episode of Woman Podcast. Today is our great pleasure to have a Guxi with us. She's the founder of a Techie Cat. What does Techie Cat do, Guxi? Oh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Definitely my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thank <laughs> you.、Uh, Techie Cat is a women tech community. So we encourage women to get more involved into technology. We teach girls coding, programming, and it's really like breaking down the、uh, barrier between technology and women. So we organize offline events. We offering online education courses, and we do those salons and like big conference to really involve women and to invite women to speak out about their stories and experience. Wow, that's pretty much that's what pretty we do. Oh, this is so exciting! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How did you come up with the idea to organize a community for women and then coding? Oh wow. It's a bit long story, but it's just basically from my personal experience. Because when I firstly was forced to learn technology, and I felt a bit lonely because there aren't many w- women or girls around me who are doing the same thing. So when I was like, starting it, I was surrounded by all my like male colleagues, guys, friends, and they were like steel straight guys, steel straight guys. Forced me in not that gentle way, but it was a good experience overall. But、uh, it made no, that's that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was a fun trip, I would say,、okay. because、uh, okay. I would say kind of like the beginning of my conversation with guys in this industry、mm-hmm. or who are like CS major. But、um, after that experience, I got to get a bit taste of coding,、mm-hmm. and I feel pretty proud of myself. And also with a bit feeling of loneliness, and I I was thinking maybe I could find more women who are doing the same thing, who are coders, and we can talk about technology, about coding and programming instead of owning cosmetics or handsome guys or food. So that would <laughs> be can like. We still discuss about that. Yes. <laughs> on、sure. top of that. <laughs> yeah, on top of that. Yeah. Talk about programming. Yes, <laughs> exactly. When、well, you say loneliness, what do you mean? What kind of topic that you cannot share with the the, the straight guy, you know, who force you to program? Well, actually, I was like being a bit dramatic. They weren't like really <laughs> forced me. They were like helping me out because I knew nothing at all about technology or coding.、Mm. So they were helping me and giving me instructions. So they were really nice guys. But、um, when I when I talk about loneliness, it's、uh, when you are doing things and you find there are really few people, let's say women or girls, who are doing exactly the same thing, or like you can talk to because you know coding is not a thing. Usually, see a guy coding and typing、uh, in front of a screen, 
that's a really stereotypical image that you have. But actually, coding should be a teamwork. Now、mm-hmm. you need to communicate with your colleagues, your、uh, teammates. So、um, when I was doing coding, especially I was a freshman, I just came to this industry where I knew nothing. I know not that much about all these languages,、mm-hmm. and I wanted to find someone to talk to who's not that experienced, so、right. they could probably understand what my dilemma was or what was my、uh, what I feel difficult about. But at that time, they were all like very experienced and no girls、um, there. They took everything for granted. Let's say.、Um, This is so simple. Like, why you don't know what is URL, <laughs> or like, you can just copy paste that, and you can just like get pull, get push, and it was like it all didn't make sense to me. So I really wish at that time that there was someone who might be on the same stage or not, but who think through the same、um, period, especially nonetheless, because I fight with my own. Um, thoughts, then I couldn't make it. That's the most difficult part. It's、uh-huh. the self denial. Right. I I don't think for guys, probably they're all newcomers to this industry. They will have that much big of、um, a self denying feeling.、Mm-hmm. But for me, that existed. So maybe I was thinking,、um, for if we, I have a friend or I have another counterpart who are with me, and we could share our feelings about why we thought that we couldn't do it before. Right. And we overcome it together. And and then you feel like it's more important to build the community among your female、yes. friends or female、um, teammates instead of men. Why specific women? Because we all know that this is a very man-dominated industry. Right. So there are very few women. When I was co-founding this community, I didn't think that much like we're gonna make it a big community.、Mm-hmm. I just think it could be small. But it's like an experiment field. Like we could gather a bunch of girls, and we could talk about things and see what we get out of it. So,、uh, and also,、uh, a community in my mind at that time is a magnetic thing. Like if you build this and exist there, it will automatically attract people、mm-hmm. to join you. So when I raise that flag to tell people here, look, we have this community, and you're more than welcome to join us. I believe at that time more girls, let's say at least ten more,、mm-hmm. will come and check like what's happening here or what's new about this community because we are also coding and we want to find people who share the same interests with us. So I didn't have like that big a vision of、um, making it the first women tech community or the biggest one or whatever. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of these labels, I was just thinking I wanted to find a place for me and for people like me, so we could talk and communicate. Yeah. Okay. You didn't expect it to. You, yeah. You didn't want it to be super big. But how many people in your community right now? Uh, we have one of four thousand. Yeah,、wow. but then, you know, we、yeah. don't always、um, really focus on adding or getting more followers.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coding, like, and <laughs> we all know it's true that there are not that many women in this industry. So what we care is there are people. I know their names. I know their backgrounds. I know when we interacted. I know which salon or events they came to join us. So I know every details of every member. That's what it means the most to me. I would say from our community. Right. How do you build your community, and then how long you you've been doing this? Uh, it's been three year and a half. Uh, quite a long time for me regarding my my lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> just more interesting stuff on that. <laughs> But yeah, it was like quite a long time uh to me, and um 
I would say I was lucky enough because when I firstly organized our offline event, we attracted several media's attention. So they came to our event, like uh, mm-hmm. First China and other medias. Mm-hmm. So they came and reported this event. They got us a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. And then people started to, yeah, there's a, like women take community. And as a beginning, that didn't make sense to most of people. They were like, what? Women tech community? <laughs> yeah, what what has this thing to do with each other? And mm. then later on, when TechiCat became more well-known, or people think, oh, yeah, the TechiCat, or they're, like, coding, girls coding thing. And people more uh, accepted more instead of feeling so weird about this concept itself. So that's the biggest achievement thing we will make because we change people's awareness. Mm, and okay. it is because of this, um, I was being unique, and people wanted to check it out. So mm-hmm. we automatically attract people's attention. So along the way here, as we develop, uh, it's more like people come to me and ask, like, could we do something together? Right. Or, uh, yeah, we want to have a, a corporation. Uh, let's uh, organize a salon. Or, yeah, I just checked your recent event, and it's really interesting. And I also have several speakers and might talk about very interesting stuff to you, and I want to recommend it to you. And that's how we were lucky to like get more women involved, and we gather more right. very interesting and respectful speakers. Firstly, I thought it shouldn't only be a online community, like people talking online. It mm-hmm. should be more face to face, because if it's a community, you need to feel the strength instead of just through words. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we spend a lot of time and energy on organizing offline events. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. more important. So when you say you teach uh, girl coding, programming, so it's more like online you have those kind of workshops or it's offline you have like community events. How, how does it work? Uh, we have two parts mm-hmm. uh, mostly. One is online uh, coding education. So we provide this, we call it minors space. So you don't need any background of uh, coding or programming or any language. So you just come if you have passion and mm-hmm. if you feel like you want to learn it, that's enough. So we made it really simple. Mm-hmm. Before, every time we post the article about like the um, the tutorial, we asked several of our members to test it. So they knew nothing about this language before. Mm-hmm. And they read it, and they try to learn with it. And after they feel like they're okay with everything and it's simple enough, we're going to post it. So mm-hmm. that's how we uh, make it as simple as possible. And uh, for the offline events, we have like different types of events like salon we have different speakers share the experience because it's important that you see people around you or in this environment sharing how they overcome all the difficulties then you will feel more encouraged to mm-hmm. even like share your own stories or to make this step so we encourage women to share mm-hmm. and we uh, invite uh, women engineers and coders to come and teach girls coding and we even bought gadgets like Moss Roberts and we teach girls, we invite our instructor from Taiwan and he just flew all over here and to teach girls how to assemble their own robotic pets. Wow. Yeah, so wow. it's a workshop. And we also have like very interesting, probably it's off the record, but <laughs> it's... I can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I like, I like off the record, it's I'm a, curious. <laughs> it's a workshop called How to Hack into a Boyfriend's Smartphone. <laughs> This should be <laughs> on the record for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So we invite a bunch of hackers, like real hackers in real life, to come to our workshop and teach girls uh, really like how to hack into it through social engineering. 
But、uh, for sure, the purpose of the whole workshop is to raise awareness of personal information on the internet because、mm-hmm, it's so、right. easy to leave information and privacy, and you didn't even realize that. So、right. um, after showing you how hackers track your information and find you eventually, well, people will feel more like okay, so we need to protect this and we need to be more aware、mm-hmm. and more careful every time we're browsing internet or do anything like through internet. So that's the purpose of it. We didn't take any pictures or video or filming because that was like too controversial and too interesting. I was like, yeah. So we have offline events like that, and it's like fifty、um, people as attendees, and、yeah. also we organize huge ones like、uh, hundreds, like seven hundred. Like we recently organized a big techie festival conference. That yeah, tell me more about、time. that. Um, yeah, I'm really interested、yeah. in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what kind of event? You know, why do you suddenly have this idea? You know, oh, I, I, I hold this idea for two years. Oh,、okay. yeah. Because、uh, I went to United States in 2015,、mm-hmm. and I visited several cities. They all have like big conference, especially for women, and they made it so delicate, I would say, and very considerate, and they have all this wonderful. Fabulous speakers from IT industry to share their stories, and I got moved to some point to tears when I heard their stories. Then I said, "Why we didn't have that in China?、Mm-hmm. Because if I heard about their stories earlier, I wouldn't fight with my self denial that much or that hard.、Mm-hmm. If I heard their stories, as to saw them as role models." What kind of story are you talking about? Why in tears? Ah,、uh, for example, when I was in New York, I attended a conference called Lesbian Who Tech, and they they invited a speaker called Eddie Windsor, who is one of the first women coders of IBM last century. Hmm. Ah,、uh, I believe she's around her nineties now. Wow. And she's also very well known TV celebrity. So um, when she got on the stage. I was a bit shamed because I didn't know who she was,、mm-hmm. and when everyone was like standing up and clapping, and I noticed that women sitting next to me, they were like all suddenly with tears. I didn't know what happened, like why people were like so excited. So I, when I was clapping with each other and like yelling, I was like googling. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was that. Like, <laughs> why is so excited? And I found out about her stories, and I was like, wow, it's truly like a live legend, like standing on the stage. And、mm-hmm. even she's at her nineties. She was so energetic, and she's still passionate about her career, about encouraging women into IT industry.、Mm-hmm. And but also it's because it's about lesbian who tech this topic.、Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm here as example to really show you like how I am capable of breaking down all those stereotypes because she's well one of the most the first engineers. One, yeah, a bunch、right. of engineers in IBM.、Mm-hmm. So she said,、oh, well, that time we didn't even have those communications tools or anything. Right. So、mm-hmm. you just cannot imagine what I've been through. But here I am. It shows that there's still a lot of room, and it's gonna be more and more room and space for women in this industry. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was talking about like ten minutes, and I was like, wow, it's like truly mind blowing. I I didn't really know like you can really feel a person's charisma. Of in like the, those several minutes,、mm. that's what got me to thinking. Like, why couldn't we have a conference that we could have several role models from this industry to really share with you their stories?、Mm. Then more and more women will feel more encouraged.
at the earliest age, like mm-hmm. for high school girls or college girls, so they wouldn't make mistakes or like living under the bias,、mm-hmm. because actually、right. women are appropriate to do anything.、Mm-hmm. It's not like technology is not for women. They can do whatever they want. Only if they know, like, okay, I'm I like coding, I like typing, I like building things from scratch.、Mm-hmm. Then this is your thing. But they always go by people's bias, or parents will tell them it's bad for your skin, or it's not good for a girl sitting in front of a screen for a long time,、mm-hmm. or you're not gonna make it big if writing codes or whatever. So they、mm-hmm. listen to it because they they didn't know who else they could listen to. Yeah. yeah. So they had to choose to listen to their parents or people around them. I、yeah. I do feel the same thing. I feel like looking at myself or people around me, women mentoring each other is. Such a new thing. I think it start to、mm. come out in, in the last couple of years.、Mm. That's what I start to observe. But before, I don't think we have like a system. You know, like in in the U.S., they have a system. You know, people will help each other or mentor each other.、Mm. But in China, it's there's no such a thing. Your relationship is all surrounded by your classmates, or your、yes. friends, your relatives, your colleagues. Yeah. And that's it. And there's not not a lot of like networking or mentoring system to help people, particularly young girls who realize that I can do that because there's some real models standing there teach me that、yes. you know she can achieve that and I can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think you know to Gu Xi's point about the stereotyping about what men what women can do and cannot do. I'm actually a little, still a little bit surprised to see. That the stereotyping is still there and、yes. is still very strong for your generation because、yes. <laughs> you know for our generation,、um, I feel that was quite strong because we talk about it in our podcast before, where our in our generation we were when we were growing up that teachers at school they make it so clear to you that women are more for art and and. You know, literature、yes. where m- men are designed to do science and mathematics and you know chemistry and biology, where that stereotyping was so vivid. And I thought over the generation, because I think Gucci is younger than us,、uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I consider you're the younger generation.、Um, is is still there? So maybe if you can share a little bit more about your personal experience when you were growing up, did you feel that you were constrained? Yeah. In your own development, by these stereotypes,、um, the truth is it still exists, sadly, and I don't think it's less than before.、Mm. And it's because、um, in this men-dominated industry,、uh, there's still more and more men. And we were like talking、yeah. before, there are very few role models from textbook, from、uh, like all these media as we could see. Like if you talk about. Ast- astronauts, and we think of Neil Armstrong,、mm-hmm. right?、Yeah. So every time you think of an industry, you immediately think of a person like Steve Jobs in this IT industry、mm-hmm. or coders.、Yeah. You don't immediately think of a women role models when you think of coding.、Mm-hmm. Right. So if you have this bias,、uh, still exists, no matter in guys' mind or、mm-hmm. like、uh, in our women's mind. If you think of that. Um, or if there's no change of our textbook of the sources, we get to know informations like accesses. Then we still have that bias rooted in our mind.、Mm-hmm. Even myself, or why would I have that self-denial conception at the beginning?、Mm-hmm. And talking about stereotype of、um, that I met myself,、uh, I would say there's quite a lot. <laughs> 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 I can share a story of myself. Like when I attended a activity, it's a huge activity. 
and about maker movement, and I was one of the panelists because I was the only Chinese panelist of the whole panel. And there so were, it was an international event. Yes, it was a very international event,、mm. and there are five、uh, other amazing speakers from other countries. So I thought I would definitely look presentable to not lose face. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> So I I like spent an hour preparing myself, and I went out. It was summer, and then I tried to get into the hall. And there was a security check, and there are people standing there, and they asked me,、uh, "Which booth are you from?" Uh, like, cause they saw me as a showgirl.、Oh. So they asked me like, "Which booth are you from?" And like, you're like taking a rest or something, cause it's quite well, hot outside. Why is that? Because you're too dressed up. Uh, I thought、uh, it might be one of the reasons. Like、mm. I, I was a little bit dressed up, but not definitely not too much. Because I thought about the whole thing. Because it was like about a movement about maker.、Mm-mm. So for sure、right. you can make something special, like the accessories you wore or anything, and to show that you're creative while at the same time take selfie. And、uh, so I admit that it might be, although I still deny it、uh, <laughs> now.、Uh, might be a bit overdressed in their eyes. And the second thing is, I have baby face. So at that time, they might think if you invite a woman, that her job definitely might be ninety percent might be like showing products,、mm. because she might be like bubbly, looks bubbly, looks adorable,、right. so can attract more people's eyes. So her job,、um, he took a guess probably as、mm, her job might be showgirl.、Mm, so、how does that? How does that make you feel? And what did you do? Actually, at that time, I feel quite you know used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> yeah, because I've been through worse.、Um, I took it as a compliment, actually. <laughs> If you thought about it positively,、um, I thanked him, and I said, <laughs> actually, I took out the badge, a、uh, uh, speaker badge, and showed him the actual speakers, and I quite enjoying his face, you know, at that moment, because he was so surprised, and I feel like, oh, I, I, I actually feel proud of myself to really like shock this guy. Yeah. Um,、mm-hmm. and then I got on stage and sat there, and I shared the stories with、um, other panelists and、mm-hmm. also to the audience. I'm not like I have no intention to to say anything bad about like to the check or to, to this guy. The guy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm saying this. I'm sharing this because this is like a common situation phenomenon here. You judge a woman by her look, by her appearance, and you just take your guess immediately what she do, what she, what she does, what's her job, what's her work.、Mm-hmm. That's really a very shallow. Habits, yeah,、uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You, without even talking to her, and that's、yeah. something as Chinese here, as organizer of the event, we really need to think about, need to ponder, like why we still have this shallow judgment, like right immediately after you see a woman. So next time, I want every audience here, if you see a woman, don't really categorize her into a specific job、mm-hmm. by but by, by talking to her,、mm. but really know what she does, then. Give you like give her maybe your guess or、um, conclusion whatever. Then I think every woman in China or in every country will appreciate that.、Mm-hmm. You really know her. You really like encourage her by what's inside of her, not the appearance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now when I think of it, I'm like really light tone, but at that time it was quite hard. <laughs> yeah, I can、yeah. imagine. Absolutely,、right. I would feel quite def- offended by. That if if the same thing happened to me, yeah. But unfortunately, that's the you know the reality. The, yeah, that's the reality. Um, people judge each other by their appearance. Yeah. Unfortunately, and particularly you know, 
in the tech industry, yes, right? Yes, exactly. People don't associate fashionable, young-looking girl like yourself. Thank with- you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the tech. When people think about women doing coding, they imagine some girl with big glasses, you know, uh, wear shirts and jeans, right? That's that's what in people's mind. Um, which is not reality, but unfortunately, that's a lot of stereotype in people's mind. What you did that day really changed people's stereotype. At least that that guy who yeah, yeah, saw your badge saying, "Oh, next time he, he I'm sure he won't do that again." Yeah, especially his uh his job is checking when everybody's like came in. Right. So his job is like seeing like if this is our audience or anything. This mm-hmm. is really important for a person to have a mindset. Like, right, yeah, exactly. To yeah. don't judge people by their appearance, right. especially for women in this industry. And also, I want to share my thoughts is uh, when we're talking about oh, a person looks fashionable, I think it's the trend in China because people are getting wealthier and wealthier. So, mm-hmm. for sure, uh, people are gonna spend more money and care more and more time about how they look. Right. So, this is really like common, happen to every industry, not to like a specific individual mm-hmm. in any industry. So when we were facing this trend, it's not really fair to say that you know, this one looks fashionable, so she's probably not doing anything related to tech. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. every person is going, is being more fashionable. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why people in tech industry cannot do that or do it at the same time? So yeah. I would say two concepts like women being more fashionable and more tech savvy collide with the uh, collide with each other mm. and therefore it gave us a new image of women in tech in china yeah we're smart and we can code yeah. at the same time we yeah. look fabulous yeah exactly <laughs> like that smart is new sexy exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> your community the girls very fashionable two stories i could share okay. sorry i'm packed with stories today <laughs> i love your stories <laughs> There was an event, I was there, and um, there's a woman coder sitting next to me, mm-hmm. and she got to know that I am running a tech community, and her first first question was, um, do you guys really teach girls coding? Can't you just teach women coders how to look presentable, like how to look <laughs> fashionable? Because that's exactly what we need as engineers, as women coders already. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, right. that's a very good question. And I was like, yeah, because uh, for a long time, our focus was like how to teach girls coding itself to teach them be more techy. But how about like for those women who are already in, in, in this industry, how about their demand? How about right. like, yeah, if yeah, they want yeah. to grow up, if they want to get more things from our community, what can mm. we do for them? Yeah. 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 And so uh, after that, we just thought about it. And I think the better way for us to organize an event is not only include uh, women or like those enthusiast uh, technology, but also women from other industries. Mm. As long as they are interested in technology. So everyone's welcome to join us. It's not a community only for coders, only for engineers, but for everyone who wants to learn more about technology. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we invite like more photographers, fashion designers, uh, girls do various different kinds of um jobs mm-hmm. some of them look really fashionable and some of them look really special 
and they bring different tests to our in industry uh, to our community and therefore as diversity because mm. there also diversity is needed even in such a vertical community like mm. women tech community Absolutely. we still yeah. need a lot of diversity mm -mm -mm -mm. so after like more girls joining us they find oh wow like women who who codes who do something related to technology is so cool Right, and for yeah. those who are already right codes, oh wow! I, I get this opportunity to communicate with those women that I never, n I knew nothing about, and I really want to talk to, but I never got opportunity to, mm -hmm. and that meet both of their demand. Yeah. Wow, that's really really cool. <laughs> <laughs> a lot about your community so I want to talk a little bit about yourself so based on our discussion you have a community which uh, has like more than 4,000 participants uh, members and you run a conference which is more than 700 people and you went to the US you went to Israel yeah right yes yeah, and organize you know those com com community tech communities um, may I ask how old you are? <laughs> well, uh, uh, yes, good question. <laughs> um, I just got 22, yeah, um, birthday. Yep. Yep. Wow, Everyone, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how did you pack so, how did you achieve so much at such a young age? I always claim myself, you know, before it was like definitely a taboo topic for me. Mm. If anyone asked me uh, my age, and I'll say yeah, I was like born in 1986. <laughs> and, yeah, and I curled my hair, I, I put makeup on to make myself look more mature. But after I've done things and I felt confident enough to show people what I'm capable of, I just suddenly loosened. And I feel, why mm. just be so, so like afraid to tell people, reveal the age? It's because deep inside, I was still not that confident enough. I, I was afraid that people would doubt me, mm. uh, doubt my capabilities. Mm. But, you know, it's all, always by showing people what your capabilities are by doing things. Yeah. Right. I claim myself before I, I always hide this secret. But after I changed my mind and I changed my whole attitude, I always claim myself as the, the representative of post-95. <laughs> and I said, you see, I was born in 1995, and I am that bunch of people who know exactly what 1990s and 2000 millennials want. Mm -hmm. mm, right. Yeah. So I should be your consultant instead of like you see, oh, you're you're lacking experience and you don't know much. But on the opposite, we know exactly what this group of people want. So right, that's yeah. my advantage Absolutely. instead of something that I should feel ashamed of. Mm -mm. So after I changed my mind, I, I became more confident and I really like I think that's my obligation to show people because of course talk a lot because I, my, all of my friends are older than me. Mm. So of course we talk a lot about what really like my generation are thinking about, like what we focus on because every company wants to know, right? Like, exactly. yeah, like exactly. uh, everybody wants to know what's this about next generation. Mm. So we finally stood up and feel confident to tell them what we want. But mm. also it's because I think that's the change of the whole society in China. Before it was like very obvious hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Like you need to really like fight to where you want. Mm -hmm. But now here comes the IT era 
So if you want to learn things, you go on those online courses. If you want to talk to someone, you can just let, make appointment with them directly through apps.、Mm. So everything just becomes so touchable,、mm. and you suddenly get all access to everything that you're interested in. And that's really the convenience brought by this era that we're lucky enough to live in. So when I wanted to do something, I just immediately go find those sources that I could find, and make the best use of the sources. Like when I was thinking about going to Israel,、mm. I just went online to check,、mm. um, like wh- what are those companies, what are those incubators, and I might visit, and what are those figures that I really admire that they're. Like smart Jewish people that I really want to learn from,、mm-hmm. so I did my work online. It was like all of a sudden I just did my work, and I bought my ticket and I flew there and stayed there for a month. That's it. So f- things just became so simple when、mm. you're talking about like traveling to another country. It's just like going back home from work, right? right. It takes hours, and you you just did it. This generation, we got education of using international language like English. The world just becomes smaller for us. We we could talk to whoever we want. Ah,、uh, that's fascinating. When did you go to Israel and、uh, America? Um, I went to America in two thousand fifteen, and Israel in I I've been to Israel for twice, um, in two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen. Right. So that you did that when you were just turned twenty. Yeah, like ninety uh ninety years Nin- old, twenty years old, yeah. Twenty, and then. Yeah, Jun. What did we do when we were in our twenties? I was doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that what sh- strikes me is that, you know, Guxi's generation is, you know, what you experience at a young age are so different what we experienced、right. when we were in high school. Precisely as you said, that the, because of the internet, because、yeah. of technology,、yeah. that the world becomes a smaller place for you. Yeah. Which I think at that time, I mean, you know, for for Yajun and my generation, that the technology on internet yeah, wasn't, wasn't available yet. Advanced. Um, I think it was it was available, but it wasn't as advanced as it now. I think I started to use email when I was in college, actually. Right. Okay. So you're a few years older than me. <laughs> yes, I, am. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, you know, it was it wasn't something that you know we leave and and I think for Gucci's generation that you actually grew up with. Yeah.、Right. And it's something for for our generation. I think post eighties. So eighties generations are、uh, we actually start to learn about technology when we're in our twenties. Right. Yeah. You know, and then it was pretty much as. Uh, a supplement to our life,、Mm-mm. but for Guxi's generation, which is post ninety five generations, that you grew up with it. So, how you grew up with it and then you use it is very different from how we use it. Yeah, because back in the day, I mean, we talk about this a lot in in our podcast. Yeah. Because we were in that generation, you know, we still go through the traditional Chinese education yeah. system. Yeah. And our world is very small. It's pretty much our family. Yeah. And the school. And you know, outside the 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 school's gate is there's only one place we want to go. That's the college, right? <laughs> yeah. That's everything we live for, and without any、uh, information access to the internet, at least for me, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the interest or we don't have the access、yeah. to the outside world. You know, we have no idea what's going on in the U.S. or you know Israel, right? Yeah. So it's very different. Dimension of 
you know, the, the world in, in our mind. But in Gusi's generation, you know, their their world is the the real world. Yeah. It's very different concept awareness of what's going on yeah. around you. But I I would say um, it actually surprisingly hasn't changed that much. Although technology is more accessible to us mm. as a generation, although we I still think we're in the same generation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really, there's <laughs> a few years gap, but still as the same generation as we are, like sharing all of the the results of the technology. Um, when I made my decision that I wanted to go to the United States to attend all of those tech conferences, because I, I didn't know, like, um, I, I was curious to know how they organized conferences and what they could offer in a conference. Mm. And I was still in university. Well, what you talk about, like, uh, the only option for high school students from China uh, is to go to a good university. That's mm. their ultimate purpose of the whole three years of high school. Right. I had the same thing. And I also went to university, and I also fought with this um, obstacles that surrounded by that I was surrounded by. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to okay. to go to another country for a month, and of course I gotta get a lot of no's, or there's mm-hmm. no example before, or like how could you do that? Or what mm-hmm. about your study? Or what about your homework? People stop obstacles. me. Obstacles. Yeah. Like how that. do you overcome it? Right. Yeah. I was so determined. I even was prepared to maybe I'll just uh, delay my semester um, when like I can graduate like one semester later. Mm-hmm. So I was so determined that I went to talk to my teacher in university and she declined me for like four times. And mm. I got my um, permission eight hours before I took on the flight. Wow. And I, I, t- I talked to the dean of my department. Mm-mm for many times and I even cried on the phone no. and I said uh, yeah I asked my day like uh, because you're always teaching students to explore a bigger world to usually practice what you learn the theory from textbook into reality and now I'm using this I'm going to explore a bigger world and I'm going to explore how uh, people running different things and I got this opportunity I, I bought all my tickets and I even got a booth so I'm going to show what we can offer as Chinese women tech community. Mm-hmm. And now you're stopping me. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous it sounds. Mm-hmm. And I, I just asked my ding. And he actually, I'm really grateful that he understood all of this. Mm-hmm. Because he personally, he also stayed abroad for like decades. Right. So he knew, he understood how important it is for a student to really like broaden the horizon mm-hmm. by going out instead of really like only watching them on TV or newspapers mm-hmm. because we all know it's biased <laughs> what we could get here uh, if without going out. Mm-hmm. So he took me to meet um, the vice president of uh, my university. Mm-hmm. I remember I waited outside the office for four or five hours waiting for our price vice president to finish his meeting. So just waiting there and feeling really unsure because mm-hmm. I really needed to get this permission or I uh, because they would just say okay so she ran away without permission we're gonna do something to punish her so yeah i was faced with that so i was really hoping i could get permission and waiting there feeling really like um scared Mm -hmm. and i talked to him and he said yeah you go back and wait for the answers yeah so just like waiting there and i said oh my god like what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and i called my mom and said mom there's possibility that i'm I'm gonna delay my semester so i might not graduate with my uh classmates and i told them that so there are possibilities. Oh, my mom's like, she's really open. I'm I'm really lucky to have her as my mom. Teacher called my mom to ask her to stop me. 
Right. And mm-hmm. teacher said your daughter is very stubborn. Like we we <laughs> we said everything we could, but she still seems so determined. And it's the wrong decision. What about her study? My mom said I always teach my daughter is um. 读万卷书不如行万里路, which means like no matter how many books you read, you still need to go further to, by foot. Yeah, to really um, see it and to explore yeah, the world. Yeah, to explore yeah. the world. And my teacher just became speechless. And I said, oh, this family is probably like crazy. That's <laughs> 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 the reason why the daughter is crazy. Yeah. The crazy. It seems like the whole family is crazy. <laughs> no wonder like the daughter is like this. I'm, I'm really intrigued by how you described your experience is actually a little bit um, atypical for a Chinese student, yeah. um, if I can be completely honest, because uh, where we talked about this on the podcast before, that a lot of Chinese students that they were very obedient, mm. right. um, that follow the rules, yeah. they don't challenge authorities. Mm. Um, but it seems like you are going to the opposite direction. So I'm intrigued to know how did you develop your way of thinking and a way of approaching um, stuff? Why it, why is it so important for you to go to the event? Um, and plus, why why are you so determined and sure about what you want to do? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I was a kid, you know, I just I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> you know, I yeah. probably do what parents are tell me to do. Yeah. Well, um, I think um, a disease. I would say like for young people today is I think they're lacking in responsibility so when they don't have any responsibility they got lost and they don't know what mm. to do to fulfill that mm. it's, it's not only standard really to define like a good student they could be good in many different ways mm. uh, so I, I didn't have the best performance and study or grade but I could deliver at least like I could do very good speeches I've achieved something that I didn't even dream of about myself Mm. When I was 15 years old, so I felt so proud of myself, and I really feel thankful that education I got. So I never criticized Chinese education. Actually, I feel grateful that I got education like this. Mm. What <laughs> makes you who you are? I still see myself um, as a normal person of my generation because I uh, am lucky that through my process of running this community, I've met so many amazing people who share their passion, who are so determined about what they are doing. Mm. So compared to them, um, I still feel like I'm doing minor things. But I also see myself as face of China's new generation. Mm. That's something that you cannot avoid because when you are in other countries and people come to you, especially find out you, at least you are able to communicate. They ask you a lot of questions about China, mm. all uh, their stereotypes and all the things that they heard from Western media. And they're just, they're just so eager to know whether they're true or not. So at that time, I just answered so many questions like, uh, like what's really there? And like, is it true? You know, something starts with that. Is it really true? Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is it really true that you guys still wear that short shoes? Uh, like, um, yeah, like, really? Yeah. Oh my god. Women still the started sh- uh, wrapping food wrapping. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Sh- uh, food bonding. Uh, food bonding. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it really true? Still, they oh still god. ask me questions oh like god, that. Which generation they were? They're yeah. <laughs> so uh, I can see like how big the gap is. Like mm-hmm. we the the information imbalance, the asymmetrical information system. So um, I feel this obligation. The more I got um outside to other places, 
I and I feel like yes, this is something we need to do. Even this is not our job to explain. We're not ambassador of a country、mm. or a spokesperson. But as a, you have this Chinese face,、mm-hmm. and you you grow up in this environment, and you're doing exactly connecting people thing, and running a community.、Mm-hmm. So of course you should be the face of this new generation to explain to them.、Mm-hmm. So I was very re- very happy every time when I explain that what's really there in China.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like what you think of a third world country, or we already in this cashless world. Like wake up! <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, I see that. myself as. That yeah, so it's a face, as I said, because that's what what I've been doing. I choose、uh, encourage people to stand up and share it.、Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here to share my stories. And those who chose to really like work silently, they're actually doing even more amazing work, and they're making this country better. So I appreciate that. And be the you know, front end like with the guns, <laughs> and let them handle the back end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say that I'm I'm really encouraged to to listen to your story because I'm inspired. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm inspired、you. and encouraged. Yeah. And, and there's a this term like big baby country, right? Talking、mm-hmm. about young generation, even though they become an adult, but they still act like a baby. They don't know how to behave. They don't know how to communicate, and they don't have critical thinking. Yeah, they don't know what they want. I think that's a problem for for this country because、yeah. you know, it caused by like a one child policy, all of that, and a lot of people are cuddled and、um, spoiled. When, spoiled when they could grow up, they、yeah. have no idea what they want, and this is the system. No matter the political system, what educational system, really not helping people <laughs> to develop their critical thinking. So you know, seriously, when I heard your story, first、mm-hmm. I was really surprised at how young you are, <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I was like really inspired because you know what you want. I think that's the key, and you fight for it, and you work so hard for it,、mm-hmm. and more importantly, you try to inspire the people around it.、Yeah. And I think that's really, really, really amazing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I always feel. I remember when I attended、um, uh, Grace Hopper celebration, and Sheryl Sandberg was one of the speakers, and that was two weeks right after she lost her、um, beloved husband. Oh dear. Oh and yeah, and she sat there and said, you know, the reason why I chose to sit here is not because it's like really important event. It's also because sharing sometimes give you a even higher standard for yourself. So、um, yeah. when you talk about things that you've achieved, you always remind yourself how, how much you've achieved, how much you've made, and how far you've made it. But also achieved that there's still a long way to go. That's、um, that's the reason also like for me that I'm happy to share my experience,、mm. not as like、um, branding thing or anything. It's、uh, also to remind myself,、um, yeah, there's still a long way to go. Even、mm. though I have to do some work, and but so far it made. It made progress at least. So with that amount of work, I made a bit achievement, and also a long way to go. And I just constantly got feedback from people I've talked to, that I share with, and I also got to know their stories. That's what we call very blind interaction,、mm-hmm. and that's very important. I would say as、uh, we just keep saying a new generation, because they always think we're obsessed with telephones, like um, this antenna. This like communication tools or laptops,、mm-hmm. but we also value face to face interaction, and we also value those that people think we've lost. 
like mm. last generation, they value mm. because before they were forced, they had no other choice. They had to talk to each other, had to write letters to each other. But now we choose to、mm-hmm. because we believe the strength of talking to each other and sharing. Yeah,、mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's really that. amazing. That's really、right. amazing.、Yeah. I want people to know that there is a platform、um, for girls to talk about technology and really use technology to empower women. Because we、uh, recently Times Up, Me Too movement,、mm. and we got to know that it's just so important to really raise your voice or to make your voice heard. So I see as very good timing for us also to know that you could choose it. Don't make that decision judged by what people give to you, but really like follow what you feel truly passionate about, and that's what we want. Always try to convey. So the. Reason of the existence of Techie Cat, I see here, is not how big it's gonna be or how many members we're gonna expand to, but、mm. we changed or we brought to this society. In China, what girls from th-、uh, third tier or fourth tier cities want to know what's happening in Beijing, Shanghai, that f-、uh, first tier、mm. cities is I want girls through this、uh, internet in the internet tools. WeChat or Facebook or other tools, they got to know what's happening outside、mm-hmm. through TechieCat.、Right. So, what are other women are capable of? How strong they are, and how they fight with all of the stereotypes, so that w- that we could really achieve a equality. Because this is also equality between different kinds of cities. Yeah. And yeah.、Uh, the more、uh, remote you are, the less access resources you get. So, but through these tools now, that the online courses or articles or everything media thing, you get to know what's ha- happening outside. That's a very important thing. So it's not only a bridge between China,、uh, diff- within country、uh, cities, but also between China and other countries. So that's the mission. Yeah, it's really inspiring. Continue <laughs> the good work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for encouragement. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us, and and I I, I learned so much of, about you and from you. Um, based on the, our conversation, and I continuously feel encouraged, not only because you're the younger generation, but also you're、um, a such an independent and open-minded、uh, and and forward-looking thinking woman, and that's just made me feel like you know what we are doing here, and also、uh, you know talking with all the amazing women on our show. Um, I I think it's just we really contribute to the future here. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah definitely inspired、mm. and from each other. Yeah, and and you are setting the role model for a lot of young people. <laughs> Whoever listening to this、yeah. program, <laughs> I do hope my、uh, my story could be somewhat encouraging. Definitely. To, yeah, to those who are still hesitating about the career choice or like to really chase after their dreams about really making technology、uh, accessible. And、right. using technology to make a better life.、Mm-hmm. Go, girl! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very、so、much. Thank you, Ajin. Thank you, Jingjing. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Woman. If you have any feedback, write to us at Woman Podcast W O M E N Podcast at Outlook dot com.